Section Zero, Preface to The Legends of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Legends of King Arthur and His Knights by Sir James Knowles. Preface to the Eighth Edition the publishers have asked me to authorize a new edition in my own name of this little book now long out of print which was written by me thirty-five years ago under the initials j t k in acceding to their request i wish to say that the book as now published is merely a word-for-word -word reprint of my early effort to help popularize the arthur legends it is little else than an abridgment of sir thomas mallory's version of them as printed by caxton with a few additions from Geoffrey of Monmouth and other sources, and an endeavour to arrange the many tales into a more or less consecutive story. The chief pleasure which came to me from it was, and is, that it began for me a long and intimate acquaintance with Lord Tennyson, to whom, by his permission, I dedicated it before I was personally known to him. James Knowles Addendum by Lady Knowles in response to a widely expressed wish for a fresh edition of this little book now for some years out of print a new and ninth edition has been prepared in his preface my husband says that the intimacy with lord tennyson to which it led was the chief pleasure the book brought him i have been asked to furnish a few more particulars on this point that may be generally interesting and feel that i cannot do better than to give some extracts from a letter written by himself to a friend in july eighteen ninety six i am so very glad you approve of my little effort to popularize the arthur legends tennyson had written his first four idols of the king before my book appeared which was in eighteen sixty one indeed it was in consequence of the first four idols that i sought and obtained while yet a stranger to him leave to dedicate my venture to him he was extremely kind about it, declared it ought to go through forty editions, and when I came to know him personally, talked very frequently about it and Arthur with me, and made constant use of it, when he at length yielded to my perpetual urgency and took up again his forsaken project of treating the whole subject of King Arthur. He discussed and rediscussed at any amount of length the way in which this could now be done, and the symbolism which had from his earliest time haunted him as the inner meaning to be given to it brought him back to the poem in its changed shape of separate pictures. He used often to say that it was entirely my doing that he revived his old plan, and added, I know more about Arthur than any other man in England, and I think you know next most it would amuse you to see in what intimate detail he used to consult with me and often with my little book in front of us over the various tales and when i wrote an article in the shape of a long letter in the spectator of january eighteen seventy he asked to reprint it and published it with the collected idols for years while his boys were at school and college i acted as his confidential friend in business and many other matters and i suppose he told me more about himself and his life than any other man now living knows isabel knowles end of preface recording by thomas rose